I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. John and Ken Show. What? Pay attention here. John Cobalt, Ken Shampoo, it's KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Pay attention here. Uh, the big story, of course, over the weekend was the mass shooting in Sacramento. The update today is that at least one person has been arrested. Dandre Martin, 26 years old, arrested as a related suspect. The terminology is always interesting. Um, he's been charged with assault with a deadly weapon and significantly illegal firearms possession. We have since learned that there was a warrant for his arrest out of Riverside County yes. dealing with a domestic violence case from 2014. It looks like uh, he pled it down to a misdemeanor, but he had to comply with certain provisions 
which included attending classes which, and doing community service, and he did not. He didn't, but there was no uh, there was no repercussions for. Right now, he ends up shooting people to death, and we also have learned that one of the six victims who was killed was a homeless woman, which tells you this was probably just random. Allegedly, a big fight had broken out, and maybe one of the sides got in a car and did a drive-by thing yeah shooting at the crowd they still believe there could be multiple shooters involved but so far just this one arrest of this man with yes a criminal record so there's your update on the sacramento mass shooting speaking of the homeless we'll play you this story that we have here from uh fox 11 travis rice sheriff villanueva has announced, and I guess he did it at an event, <laughs> something he was attending. Uh, uh, he has announced his next target for a homeless cleanup. Here we go. Yes, we're going to Hollywood. Sheriff Alex Villanueva isn't pitching a screenplay, but he does have some ideas for Hollywood. But we're also shifting our homeless effort now. We're going to focus on Hollywood. L.A. County's top lawman says he's planning on taking some of his deputies to clean up the streets in Tinseltown. Sending that message that it is safe to vacation here for our local residents, it's safe for tourists to make this a destination. Villanueva compared the plan to his efforts along the Venice boardwalk last summer. Shortly after he toured Venice, cowboy had and all, larger encampments were removed. I know everybody around here would help the uh, sheriff department out in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, because we're tired of it. Tour guide Johnny Crowdy sums up the big issue on the boulevard. And it's, woo, they're all whack. 18 years doing tours. Oh. He says the last two here are the worst he's ever seen. Throwing things at cars, pushing shopping carts in front of buses, you know, screaming and yelling. They need psychiatric help is what they need. People, when they come out of my tours, they they go, this is it, this is Hollywood. They're coming from all over the countries, and they're going, they're just shocked. They go, we'll never come back here. It's a similar refrain for those who work in town. I have a lot of crazy homeless people come into the store and either mess it up or steal or, you know, I just feel a little bit unsafe being here at nighttime. People who live in the Hollywood you don't see in the shiny lights say they don't care what the badge says, they just need action. When I first moved here, I expected Hollywood to be like a Beverly Hills type of area. You know, clean, celebrity, okay, maybe not so much celebrities walking around, but clean, you know, like not so much crazy or homeless people on the road. Um, You're saying this as the siren's going off in the background. Yeah, as the siren's going off. That happens every, like, few times an hour. This is Hollywood, yeah. This is Hollywood. Now, quick note on the Venice portion of that. Critics say that the sheriff uh, was merely touring that when they had already planned on removing those encampments, so it was kind of a political move. At least that's what his opposition is saying. <laughs> Back here in Hollywood, we talked to plenty of people off camera, including one gentleman who even told us that just this afternoon he was robbed. Someone yanked the cash register out in front of his store a little bit further down Hollywood here. Yeah, I had to look up. I'm looking at the video now of this story because I had to see what that last guy, Shady Ahmad is his name, the last guy that was speaking there, the guy yeah. that works in the store on Hollywood Boulevard. Shady. Uh, it starts with Villanueva with the big 10-gallon hat on. That pisses was, off, like, the progressive so much that he wears the cowboy hat. I think he's been wearing it more now because he knows how crazy it makes them. And it's a white hat in this. Yeah. There's another yeah. video, though, where he's got the brown hat on. Is yeah, he, he wears it all the time. He's he's the good guy. I'm, I mean, it makes... But isn't that like the official hat of the sheriff's... Uh, no? I don't know. But it, but it What it, did Lee Baca used to wear? I don't remember. Did he wear a hat? Uh, 
He's, is he still rotting in prison? Yeah, I guess he is. He's still rotting in prison. Because he, um, he, 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 he went down the Biden road. By now. Yeah. yeah, he did. He went uh, even younger <laughs> right, than Biden. Uh, but, uh, I, oh, no, I, this I mean, video of uh, people sauntering up and down Hollywood Boulevard. This, I haven't been there in ages. The, but... the, the stuff that uh, the, the, uh, the guy who runs the bus uh, tour was talking about. Yes. How they throw <laughs> stuff at the bus. They, they roll shopping carts in front of the buses. I think there's a lot of day-to-day uh, uh, crime and aggravation that goes on, which doesn't get reported on. It doesn't get listed in the statistics, but it just makes for a lot of chaos and mayhem, right? Because yes. if, if, a, if a crazed homeless guy rolls a shopping cart in front of a bus, that doesn't that doesn't make any any police report. It's not listed as a crime anywhere. Nobody calls about it. And, right. and, and this is the, this is the stuff that makes life hell. And and the like the stupid L.A. Times and the city council ignores all that. It's like yep. you, you can't even run a business showing uh, tourists Hollywood. And then the tourists are looking around. I saw one story we had saying, oh, my God, this place is, is disgusting. I'd never come back here again. This is Hollywood because, you know, Hollywood has such a glamorous. But, you know, glamorous- as long as I've lived here, even the first time I went to like Hollywood Boulevard, you know, the. The man's the Chinese theater. And yeah. I was like, really? I, it wasn't a lot of homeless people then, but I still thought, mm, it, was, really? it was dirty. This is, this is really where you want to go? I didn't, I, I didn't understand why they didn't make it beautiful. I mean, what else do you do? There? The only other thing you could do if you only wanted to be with, you know, with the movie and the TV shows is to go to the studio lots. So that's all you could do to experience that. Otherwise, you have to go to Hollywood Boulevard where it's... But, but why? I would imagine it's a lot worse now based on what these people are saying. Why didn't the, the a-holes that run, have run the city the last 30 years make it beautiful? Why didn't they do that? Everybody yeah, comes it all is, over. It is all right. It's a big selling point for tourism. Well, why don't you make it glamorous, which is the reputation? And now you have a whole generation growing up without a whole lot of movie and TV stars, right? Because everything is about uh, YouTube and TikTok. So Hollywood's going to fade into irrelevancy. I mean, already, if you walk the streets and look at those stars, you don't know who half the people are. Because they've been, they've all been dead for decades, <laughs> for, for fifty years, and you don't see their work anymore unless you're you know some kind of geek. By the way, if you have a chance to watch the video that accompanied that story, you have to t- take a look at the hair on Shady Ahmad. I still can't figure it out. Um, it's some sort of a weird weave. <laughs> it's a young guy, yeah. So he's got a little beard, and you know he looks like, he looks like a hipster, but his hair is like hard to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Villanueva is saying that the case with Venice and Hollywood. You can see what he's trying to do, although he did do a little side detour into your VA encampment there on the west yeah. side. But he's trying to go after places where a lot of tourists go, the Venice Beach, mm-hmm. uh, the Hollywood uh, experience. He thinks uh, that that hurts tourism so much that he's well, got to do something. And it's the best. Although, uh, personally, well, I'm not going to disagree with him. Uh, there are so many areas that are just suffering from, I'm talking about where people live, residents, residential areas. And like that, that, that Bologna wetlands, the poor people around oh there, they God. can't use that recreational the, area because those it's trailers? up with trailers and vans and all sorts of decrepit Oof. RVs. Yeah. I just I just wish he could do more for that. But he, he's going for these high-profile touristy areas because, you know, the media will follow him. Sure. And he's got a great response to any critic. It's like, hey, you know, we depend on millions and millions of dollars here from the tourists. Yeah, why, no, why do you want to turn our, our, our biggest attractions into disgusting cesspools filled with feces and needles? can't believe this is still i can't believe this is still an issue after all this time and it's going to continue to be i have a bad feeling that uh, not a lot's going to change for but a this while. is what the mayor ought to be doing but the the, the the mayor is just 
so awful and disconnected. You think he'd be protecting all the tourist attractions in the city, right? He doesn't care. All right. When we come back, it is an unbelievable homeless story. It's not from Southern California. It's up in the Bay Area. There is a man who apparently is living in a sanctioned homeless encampment under the freeway. In other words, the city sanctioned it. They're allowing it. He's suing. There's too much noise and pollution. We're not kidding. It's real. We have a news story to play for you coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampo. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Can't complain today, huh? It's like we're commercial free. What, have we got some kind of special uh, deal going here? I don't know. It's better for the listeners. There's more John and Ken. What can I say? Uh, Let's uh, talk about this crazy story out of the Bay Area, the community of San Rafael. There is a city-sanctioned homeless encampment under the 101 freeway in San Rafael. We now bring you the story we're going to talk about. Tim Johns is the reporter from KGO Television. uh, It's Channel 7 in the Bay Area. And this is not a joke or a parody. Here we go. Drive overhead on Highway 101 in San Rafael, and you probably wouldn't even know it was there. But beneath this noisy underpass near 5th and Mission is a city-managed homeless encampment. It's where James Hellard lives. Toxins break dust, which is extremely poisonous. But now, Hellard says he sued the city of San Rafael on Wednesday. He claims that after living at the site for months, he and other residents have had a series of health problems. I've got ringing in my ears. We're, we're, We're all, we have coughs. We have just these, these slowly manifesting uh, uh, health problems that, that we're not quite sure where it's going to go to five years from now. Hellard says that the conditions at the city-sanctioned encampments are unlivable. We're human beings, you know, and, 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 and getting in this position of homelessness is a very easy thing to do. No, it's, it's a true. paramount, almost impossible thing to get out of. But Not thinks true. that the powers that be view him and others like him as a mere inconvenience. They've been getting away with this for so long that they probably didn't pay much attention to it. San Rafael officials declined to comment due to the possibility of litigation. But Hellard's wife, Dawn, says she too supports her husband's lawsuit. She tells ABC 7 News <laughs> that she hopes it will force the city to provide safer housing for them and what? the others who live here. Whatever we get out of it, it we'll put back into it and, and really help. People. Because for Hellard, the move is about more than just defending himself. It's also about sticking up for others who he says can't stick up for themselves. Most of them don't want to step out and have themselves be known. But at this point, somebody's got to do it. Holy uh, crap. You're not Boy, we hit bottom here. We have a lot more detail on the story from the Mercury News. Yeah. This is hard to believe. Last month, the state of California announced it would grant $522,000 to San Rafael for expenses related to this encampment. The campers are provided with case managers, a catered meal weekly, spiritual advisors, (laughs) a mobile medical clinic, COVID-19 vaccinations and testing, animal care for those with pets, job opportunities throughout the downtown streets team, library services, visits visits with something called the Spa Center staff who offer LGBTQ plus support services. Plus. 
plus. <laughs> okay, that's Newsom. That's our tax money. We're spending, and this a, guy is suing. Have spent a half a million dollars on this encampment. Half a million dollars of our state tax money, and this guy's suing. Get this, according to the lawsuit, and this uh, this must be some kind of a setup. Uh, and, and they're just they you no know, no it's got to be it's got to be advocates for one of these uh, non fake nonprofit organizations. They hired a lawyer. They drew up an argument, and they oh, had yes, this guy. Right. They had yes. this guy be the front man, right? Uh, the class action lawsuit cites statistics from the CDC, which says that the World Health Organization recommends that noise exposure should not exceed seventy decibels over a twenty four hour period, or eighty five decibels over one hour period. And uh, he was this guy was showing how the uh, how the decibels uh, were too loud. Uh, and the the CDC also said that you uh, people living uh, next to a major road or highway will end up with asthma, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, that's COPD, respiratory symptoms and other diseases. And and Hellard claims that the city has been forcing him to live under the overpass because living anywhere else means my survival gear will be confiscated. And he showed on his what? cell phone a sound meter that the noise is 90 decibels and higher. So I'm suffering from permanent hearing loss. I'm inhaling dangerous amounts of freeway-related gasoline exhaust because of the defendant's willful and wanton disregard for my welfare. This is about as insane as it comes. So he says he's being forced by the city because otherwise they take his survival gear, I guess, at the other shelters. What Survival gear is what? His knife? It, you know his 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 pocket knife maybe that they think is a weapon. Uh, we continue to go down this road of unstable people controlling the argument. He, right? now, now, if we can't build them a beautiful new home and an apartment, we are, they're rejecting any kind of living. I can describe more of this. The city-sanctioned camp was established last July on Caltrans property. It's at the Freeway Viaduct. It's the 101 up there. The area was set up to provide security, restrooms, hand-washing stations, garbage disposal, regular service referrals, and other amenities. See what we've... It's ridiculous. They did all this. They spent all this money, and and this guy sues. It's never enough, and he doesn't want to go anywhere else, and he doesn't want to get a job. He's a 49-year-old man. He's got a wife, and neither one of them works. Neither one of them looks for a job. I would never... I mean... Obviously, Gotta I've been hate out here, stuff. and we've been doing this show long enough that I've come to expect a story like this, but I'm trying to think back maybe 20, 30 years ago. Could you imagine a world where people who just decide that they just want to sit there are going to sue to make sure you provide them with everything? He complains. When is anybody freaking responsible for their own lives? Because he's insane. Now, what, what, what's his drug addiction, right? But the TV station, KGO, doesn't mention what's his problem, right? He's got to be addicted to some kind of drug, or he's got to be mentally ill. He's a 49-year-old man. Right. How did he get to be 49? He can complete a sentence. We heard that. He was making his uh, his case, his legal case there. And he's got a wife, and he he, he wants money. He wants monetary relief for physical oh, and emotional damage they, and property They, they want to turn this into a class action lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. And and he said that... that uh, they describe it as an internment camp. Yeah. I always go for the Nazi reference, right? Negligence it's, and false imprisonment. Oh, buddy, you can leave anytime you want. Really? False no, imprisonment. If a judge doesn't throw this out immediately, <laughs> immediately, 
The, he claims that there's a the a city, fi- by the way, has spent nearly four hundred thousand dollars too to staff and outfit the camp. Yeah, in addition to the the state money that came in, wasted money, all going to those corrupt nonprofits. He said there's a a, a film of exhaust all over the camp area. There's pests, rats. There's no running water. And the hand-washing stations are not refilled with water and soap often enough. Holy Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is really one of the craziest stories we've seen in a like while. A bunch of spoiled, drug-addicted toddlers. How do... Yeah, I'm going to feel sorry for, the, for this guy. Wow. How do you even wrap your head around this? I think you're right. It doesn't say who his lawyer is, does it? Who's, who's representing no, him? It's no, just, but... Uh, suddenly the, we, we have a new story where a homeless guy announces a lawsuit against the city of uh, because, San Rafael. Because yeah, there's a lawsuit that names a, uh, a mental health liaison with the police department and another sergeant. So th- this only an attorney would be able to put all this together and come up with this legal rationale and have access to World Health Organization and CDC recommendations about decibels. So this, this, is, this, is, this is a setup. And they're using him as the uh, as the puppet to make the case publicly. But what, what, this this and a wife and you know what gone. yeah and a wife and and the stupid the stupid lazy asses at KGO TV and the San Jose Mercury News. Why don't they find out who the law firm is? Who, who are the activists behind this? Who's the nonprofit? Because this is this is just a ruse to bilk more money out out of uh, the taxpayers. Here's his classic line. We're human beings, and getting into this position of homelessness is a very easy thing to do, but it's a paramount and almost yeah. impossible thing to get out of. And and really. both and both of both of those statements are false. It's not an what easy thing to get into. What do you think he does into. all day, except oh, use his cell phone to measure the noise? Uh, does I don't he know. Ever go looking for a job? Does he do anything to better his life? No. And get out of the encampment? Why don't you leave that area if Drug, it's too expensive? Drugs, he's doing dr- the same speech every week now. Drugs and booze. Drugs and booze, that's all. Nothing else gets yeah, you there. Yeah, he doesn't look like a drug addict to me. Did you see him? He looks kind of like a nerd. I well, mean, he, not that I'm profiling. Then, then he's but... mentally ill. Yeah, there's and, probably and some he, real health, yeah, mental no, health issues. No, no, no he's, he's, he's living under an overpass and cl- is complaining about the highway exhaust. I mean, how far out of your mind do you have to be? He thinks he's entitled to something better, but he he doesn't want to give up his survival gear. He's he's mentally ill. He's crazy. All this is just crazy. Wow. This TV station, KGO in the Bay Area, has another story that popped up on the screen after. Growing up in the Tenderloin, that's the neighborhood oh, in that, San Francisco. That's, that's the worst one. Oh, my God. They just had a shot of just people just sitting there on the sidewalk, zombies. Yeah. Well. Did you see that poll? It's about a woman trying to raise her child, and they live in an apartment in the Tenderloin and how difficult it is. 48% of people in the, the Bay Area want to move out. 48% say they're going to move out in the next few years. They're thinking about it. Yeah, well, that'll just leave more homeless. That's all. Those people will never leave. Yeah. Because it's so hard to vote for rational people. It's easier to uh, live in this filth and not demand that the government fix it and then decide to move. I, I just don't understand. If you just once a year voted for an entirely different set of public officials, none of this would happen. And they don't do it. And then they get really upset and disgusted and they move. All right, we got more coming up. Dumb species. John and Ken, KFI. Yeah, so what? 
John and Ken Show. John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I tell you, there's no shortage of uh, mental illness. Um, TMZ has just run a story that there's a trespasser who's trying to get into a home that used to be the home of actor Heath Ledger. Remember that guy who mm-hmm. died of drugs yeah. years ago? Uh, the, the home is now owned by the, uh, the bass player for No Doubt, the singing group, No Doubt, with, remember Gwen Stefani's group, No Doubt? Yeah. Tony Canal is his name. He's trying to, he did get a temporary restraining order against this man whose name is George Leonardopoulos. And he says this guy keeps showing up at the property for the past few months, unannounced, unwelcome, trying to get in because he insists that Heath Ledger is just asleep and I need to go wake him up. <laughs> Jeez. He came to the front gate, buzzed the intercom. <laughs> nice. Telling Canal's wife that he used to live there with the previous owner of the property, and that person is Heath Ledger. Canal says he actually bought the house from Heath Ledger in 2005 before the actor died. But maybe Leonopolis apparently did live in the house and says he still thinks that Heath Ledger is on the premises mm-hmm. and alive. He says, it's gravely important you let me in so I can get into the garage and I can wake him. <laughs> if you know what's good for you, you will let me in. No. In that, addition to the alleged ominous. threats, Canal says this guy has been wielding a large stick and a knife. They've had to call the cops on him in the past. So. Unfortunately, while a judge signed off on the temporary restraining order, what good does that do? Doesn't do anything. He has to stay 100 yards from the family and their grounds. Yeah, and if he doesn't? And if he just breaks in in the middle of the night, that's I've, I've never understood why there can't be something much harsher to deal with crazy stalkers. What, why is it a restraining order? Well, I mean, it's, it's so insane. A, a crazy person doesn't care about a, a, a sheet of paper. That's nuts. Yeah, they, well, verbal threats and trespassing just well, are get, pretty minor offenses. Well, make them major offenses. You, you you do that more than once. You're 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 chronic. You're a repeat offender. Yeah, you, you get a year. You get a year in jail for starters. You do it again. You get ten years. Or have it put him in a mental institution and shoot him up with drugs. But they ought that would work. Nobody wants uh, to do what works. We found out last week that the uh, operators of the recall George Gascon effort have uh, exceeded two hundred thousand signatures on their way to effecting a recall vote in November. They have until July to collect the signatures. So trying to get out there more to make his case is Gascon. There is a podcast, and there's only 10 billion podcasts in the world, but, you know, Mm. this one's called Skullduggery, which is one of our favorite words, isn't it, John? Skullduggery? Skullduggery is a good word, yeah. It's a podcast from Yahoo News. The two reporters who talked to Gascon are Michael Isakoff and Andrew Romano. And you said Isakoff used to be a Newsweek reporter, right? Oh, years ago, yeah. He actually had the Monica Lewinsky story. Oh, he did. But he did. Newsweek wouldn't publish it, and that's when Drudge stole it. Oh, I was going to say, I thought that was Drudge's story, the Monica it Lewinsky. It was. Well, his story oh, was... Oh, Newsweek wouldn't publish it, right? Was, it, yeah, the story was he knew Isakoff had the story, and Newsweek was covering it up. Oh, That okay. was his story. So we have some of the uh, audio from Kermit the DA... Uh, in the first clip, because it's actually a long, they actually printed the questions and answers on the Yahoo News website, and I guess we excerpted a couple of the questions and responses. The first clip we have, uh, oh, it's Gascon trying to play the old argument that uh, 
the politicians who oppose him are just uh, running with the polling. Let's listen. The LA Times recently talked about Make America Scare Again. It's a playbook that gets repeated, and you have, you know, unscrupulous politicians that, you know, they they run uh, often by polling and polling often, and they they basically will tailor their message to what they think is polling right. And then you have, unfortunately, you have a combination of intentional misinformation in the media and then the, the impact of social media and how people consume information. You know, I wish... This is probably the most underwhelming political person we have ever encountered in the John and Ken show. He speaks uh, low, haltingly, with that Kermit the Frog voice. It's really just almost hard to pay attention to him. I think he's very boring. How the hell did this person get elected to anything? He has nothing going for him. And I I think he's referring to Rick Caruso there, because Caruso... Of course, is is, is is supporting the recall. Well, he's talked so vaguely. I, I, who knows what the hell he's talking about? I mean, right. he what? He what? He ran. What do you mean he ran off Zoom? His entire campaign was off Zoom, oh, basically, yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah, it was. It was entirely an internet campaign. All the advertising was on the internet, and so they, they, they. The thing is, with internet advertising, right. he only won because of the defund the police and George Floyd killing. Because this was in twenty twenty. That was enough to put it. it yeah, won't but be enough the next time. Right, but he, but the method of advertising he used, and his entire campaign was kind of underground, and oh, he see. he uh, he hooked with people who were because uh, you can do that now on, on Facebook. You you could actually target people who are, were obsessed with Black Lives Matter, for example, or defund the police because they can track what posts you what's in your posts, what posts you click what news stories you read, they can track that and then tailor an ad for your interests. He was asked about the transgender person accused of sexually assaulting the 10-year-old when she was a teen. And by the way, accused isn't the word Yahoo News. This is, a, this is an actual conviction. It was all about the sentencing. Um, was caught on tape mocking her victim and boasting that she wouldn't have to t- spend yeah. any meaningful time in jail. You know what his answer was? We've already heard this part. Uh, when I heard the audio tape, and that's when the transgender was talking to their father about how they were gaming the system. Remember that? Yeah. Leak and uh, and that's the only reason that Gascon came out and just denounced. If the, if that oh, tape had never surfaced, we never would have heard from him about this case. He also made it clear. He would have been happy with this mild judge That his transgender, transgenderism was fake. That he was doing it because he knew he could manipulate the system and get a get a lighter sentence and then be sent to a, a female juvenile detention center instead of a male state prison. Right. That was the reason for the fake transgender move. You really think he's going to have his uh, his uh, uh, gender reassigned, that he's going to go through the physical operation? You th- No, I, he's not going to do that. This is all a ruse. When I became aware of the audio tape, which came much later past the resolution of the case. I found it to be disgusting. Had I had that information, would I have gone in a different direction in the case? The answer is probably yes. Wow. Probably yes. Only a probably. Yeah. Not a definitive yes. No. no. That tells it, you how hardcore he, and nutty this guy is. He has not, inside, he hasn't changed his mind one bit. He is slightly slightly maneuvering to deal with the incredible amount of criticism and the 
horrific polling and the recall effort. Things look very bad for him. And, and so he's trying to take some of the sting out, some of the wind out right. of the attacks against him. But he's not going to. He was asked about Biden at the State of the Union saying we need to fund the police, fund the police. There was much applause for that. Oh, I understand that messaging. It's like saying build that wall or lock her up. It's effective. It's what politicians say. Boy, this is a really nice Easily. person. Easily. He has to be recalled from office. He's stupid. He said, we need to spend more money on social services. No, we did already. So then Isakoff said, well, you're the DA. You're not in charge of social services. The simple response was no. No. So it's not. Yeah. But, but, but you got a budget to prosecute criminals and put them in prison. The DA's office exists to prosecute and imprison people. Your, your DA's office is not here to do social service experiments, most of which have failed anyway. Right. You know, I was, I was, we were talking the other day about reparations, and somebody wrote a piece that, you know what, since the 1960s, we've spent $19 trillion for the war on poverty. $19 trillion in tax money has gone to various welfare programs. It's like, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think we made the repayments. I think we've tried all the uh, all the social service angles. A lot of stuff doesn't work. A lot of the stuff that 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 people in government do that the progressives are in love in it's it, it's just it's just all money making opportunities for for the for the nonprofits involved who get the contracts to do these programs. They don't actually work on anybody. Oh, then they asked him about wonderful restorative justice. You've articulated a certain vision that has been called restorative justice. Doesn't work. No such thing. And then they cited William Barr, the former attorney general. He wrote this in his new book, and I think it's pretty good. When someone commits a crime, a punishment proportionate to the offense is justified and required solely to address the transgression and restore society's moral order. That punishment is due regardless of any social utility the punishment may otherwise have in controlling crime in the future. Right. And, of course, the response from Gascon is complete disagreement. That's a 19th century approach. We've spent millions uh, and millions of dollars in a process that creates more insecurity. No. He also, he also tries to always flip the but, script. Well, because he lies a lot. We told he, you earlier he, in the show that the reason we had low crime rates is because we got tougher in the 90s that, when things got really wild. That's not a debatable point. That's provable. He tries to act like it's opposite world. Well, yeah. It's propaganda and lies. But Putin says uh, the Ukrainians are, are uh, actually, uh, uh, you know, attacking the Russians. That's why we had to go in there. And a lot of the Russian citizens believe it. And progressive politicians make these all kinds of wild claims and progressive voters believe it. Yeah. It's got no connection to the truth. No, it's just an outright 100% falsehood. But they repeat it over and over again and it has some effect. People want to believe in this. They, it's like they want to believe in princesses and princes and fairy tales. They want to believe in redemption. They want to believe that people can get rehabilitated. Most of them can't. And, 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 you know, they just get older and they lose steam is what it is. They lose the energy to commit crimes. That's just an aging issue. It's like their hair falls out and then they just, the men's testosterone drops dramatically as they get older. And so that's why they don't have the fight in them anymore. They get uh, tired. Yeah. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. 
John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The New York Post is running a headline exclusive that apparently uh, a grand jury witness in the Hunter Biden investigation was asked about one of Hunter Biden's deal with a Chinese firm. And it was also asked to identify the big guy referred to in the deal. If you don't know by now and have been following this, the big guy is Joe Biden. That's apparently how they refer to him in the business dealings. Right, because in the emails, the big guy was getting a 10% cut. Right. Yeah, there was an email that said uh, plan included 10 held for H for the big guy. That's 10% held by Hunter for Joe Biden. That was kind of the way they spoke in these emails that were uh, extracted from this uh, laptop. Um. Yeah, this was a business partner of Hunter Biden's named James Gilliar, who outlined the proposed percentage distribution of equity in a company created for a joint venture with this uh, CEFC China Energy Company. Which is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Right. right. That's the Chinese government. Right. The and- big guy in all this is not the big guy, but one of the main people that's key in this investigation is this U.S. Navy veteran, Tony Bobolinsky. He's a former Hunter Biden partner, and he was one of the first to reveal that the big guy is indeed Joe Biden. Yeah, and and James Biden, Joe's brother, was involved in these deals, too. Bobolinsky came forward because he says, I keep hearing Joe Biden said he's never been discussed in dealings with Hunter. He doesn't discuss Hunter's business dealings. That I know to be false. And obviously, he was a key partner in the business. So when this witness was asked, because I'm looking through the story, who's the big guy? Did he answer? It's it's not clear. Does it say? Right. Right. They're probably just getting grand jury leaks, and maybe they're not getting everything that uh, they hope they could get. Biden's an old, corrupt fool. So is his brother. So is his son. Yeah, it's just that this is one of those families. This is his attorney general in the Justice Department, and I just don't know if I believe but this is just something they're going to say. We did the investigation. Uh, everything's clear. Everything's fine. Oh, Because yeah. I did see I mean, another column over the weekend that Hunter ended up paying a lot of the back taxes. They may just let this walk. Now, is it going through a grand jury investigation? Uh, I, For I, show. Yeah, well, I don't know. No. They could, they could, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what they have. Right. Uh, because the thing is, there's, a, there's, there's enough... There's enough corruption just in this little bits of stories we know. There's probably a lot of other things going on. Right. Well, we thought you'd enjoy this story, John Cobelt. It's about one of your favorite California crops. Can you name one of your favorite California crops? Cattle? Crops. Oh. Crops, things you grow. Uh, <laughs> I have to explain what I, a crop is. I don't know. I, I don't. Almonds. Oh, almonds, Sure. Almonds are apparently piling up in warehouses in California. They can't get them out of the country. Uh, Between uh, August of 2020 and February of 2021, the state did ship 1.25 billion pounds of almonds. But apparently, as the state exported just 993 million pounds over a similar time frame, growers don't get paid until buyers receive their almonds. And now they're not making it to their destination. China. 70% of the almonds go to China. And the problem is, and this is interesting little side effect to the whole backup at the ports, 
apparently what's been happening is when the ships were tied up at the ports and eventually, remember the shipping containers, eventually were loaded off the ships and then the goods were eventually loaded to be sent to destinations around the U.S. The shipping containers were normally used to send the crops back to countries like China and Japan, but now they're sending them back empty because they're in a hurry to get them back so they can get more stuff to U.S. consumers who are hungry for foreign import goods. There's a shortage of containers to get the stuff here from China to America. I heard today that I think... No, 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 the opposite. No, well... The containers get here and they're sent back empty because everybody's in a hurry to get them back to China and Japan to get more goods. That's what I mean. So meant. they don't. Well, I. Okay. Maybe I said it wrong, but that's what you I did meant. say. It we're, we're agreeing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. The uh, shipping, shipping companies found it quicker and more lucrative to send back an empty container than to wait for it to be filled with, in this case, almonds. So the almonds are lying. But the good news is, not that you'd care, almonds have quite the shelf life. In fact, I have a bag of almonds. I don't know when I bought it, <laughs> but I ate one last weekend. It still tasted the same. Didn't really notice it. I think I bought it like a year or two ago. So almonds can sit around and well, the um, the the whatever I guess eventually gets stale. Whatever water water shortage we have would not exist uh, except for the uh, almond farmers. You know, they take over ten percent of the water, and seventy percent of the product goes to China, and and so we we lose a lot of water to subsidize. Uh, companies that are making their profits from the Chinese, not us. They don't do us any good. And that's why I don't, I will never believe, I'll never follow any of the water restrictions or think there are any real water shortages because as long as the almond companies have priority over regular people's lives, then I know it's just, you know, just another racket. Just another uh, way they want to control us. You just don't eat healthy nuts. I don't like nuts. Uh, ah, we well, you eat peanuts com- at baseball games, don't you? Did yeah. you? I mean, I eat stuff, but I don't go out of my way to yeah. to find them. Conway's here. Hey, now. Hey, by, by the way, the, the peanuts at Dodger Stadium are unlike any other peanuts in the world. They're beautiful. I don't are know they? what. I, yeah, I don't know what. They, you tried buying well, them Well, they're store. in Vons. Oh, they are in Vons? I just Same. saw bags of peanuts. It said Dodger Nuts right here. I, really? I just saw the first time I ever noticed them. Yeah. Ooh. I got to get out there. All right, we have uh, D. Jackson coming on. Do you on. think, though, they just taste good because you're at the game? Like, sometimes a hot dog tastes good because you're at the game? Or Yeah, maybe, right? Like, a draft beer is only really good at a game. Right? I've heard people say that food well, at the I, beach I don't for some reason I think Dodgers are growing their own nuts. They're probably just knockoff nuts from the same uh, factory of uh, one of the Yeah, the Rams brands. have Hamptons uh, Right, nuts. but by the way, that's a great point, Ken, because uh, there are very few options at the beach. So when you get a fries and a burger from one of those little stands, it's like heaven. Yeah, it just tastes yeah, really good because yeah. you're really hungry from being out there in the sun. <laughs> That's right. That's great. Uh, D. Jackson's coming on with a 72-year-old in Thousand Oaks, the last holdout in a trailer park. Uh, and uh, she has uh, no idea where she's going, so we'll uh, chat with her. And then also uh, John, really bad name here, John Shaky Hands Hansen, who's one in the in L.A. Sheriff's uh, bomb squad, is uh, retiring. Shaky Hands? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Not the guy you want to stand next to when it's a uh, green or red wire. Hey, get shaky hands in here. I'll knock this out. Uh, then we also have the national championship, uh, which has been put off until Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. What happened? 620 is yeah, the tip. power outage or yeah, something. John's like, know. what happened? Oh. <laughs> who do you like? Duke of sports, who do you like? Well, maybe there was a virus outbreak. <laughs> the Duke of sports. Is he back there? Uh, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, the Duke of sports. Who do you like in the, in the championship game? Tonight? 
Uh, no, in three well, years. Yeah, no, tonight. next week. Yeah. Duke and Duke and <laughs> no Tar Heels tonight. Tar, really, North Carolina. Yeah, they were one of the hottest oh, teams in the like country North coming Carolina. into the tournament. They shouldn't have been an eight seed. What's the spread? Wow, I'm four. not sure off the top it's of my four. head. Four. Four. Wow. Kansas by four. Oh, Kansas Charles by Barkley four? Barkley declared that Kansas by four. Yeah, well, they're a number one seed. Wow. All right. I'm North with Carolina you. was a number eight. North Carolina. Um, jackpot tonight uh, for Powerball, $231 million. Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't get my ticket. Well, you can still get your tickets. You have what until seven, I think. Seven? I think at an hour. Yeah, an do you have some right riffraff out. liquor store near you? Me? Uh, no, uh, okay. I can Oh, I have plenty of them. Oh, <laughs> you know, the pizza, the way, liquor stores everywhere. Here's a sign that you're going for it in life. Do you know the name of the guy who owns it? The liquor store? Yeah. No, I don't. See, I know four guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is how your life is going. Are they bookies? You're on a friendly basis with I the know liquor four, store. Yeah, usually I know a liquor store guys. guy is also a bookie on the side. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah. No. Uh, well, they're good, I only good guys. go in there to get ice if I need it I'm in a real hurry. No. Right. Sorry. There we <laughs> No, it's still your show, right? I don't buy a lot of wine and beer. <laughs> Was that the show? That's it. Ding right. dong. That's right. the show. Conway right. is uh, uh, coming up ding in minutes. Dong. It's a great one. Mark Ronner has the news. Let's roll. KFI, KOSTHD2 in Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. 
Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.